1: Welcome back to the Bottom Line News Radio 610 KONA. It is Tuesday afternoon. A little bit of rain. Looks like the sun's coming back out again. Our phone number is 547 1610. You can also reach us via email 610KONA.com. Bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you would like to say on Twitter at Bottom Line 610, Facebook, The Bottom Line 610, and our free mobile app available through the Google Play and the Apple Stores. Robin Ed hanging with you. Join us, joining us in the studio right now, Jake Musser
2: with Muscle Brothers Trucks and Auto Auctions. It's a little weak for us. Well, you know, hey, it's, 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 you got a little thing coming up
1: this weekend we want to talk about. Um, the third annual Northwest Collector Car Auction coming up. And, Jake, just looking at the range of vehicles, you've got everything from a 1923 Ford T-Bucket street rod to a 2020 Jeep 700-plus Gladiator Rubicon Hellcat. Yeah. I mean, it's ranging nine decades of vehicles. There, there is a Ten vehicle, decades of vehicles. But for every seat. I mean, seriously, it's, it's nuts. I mean, you want to look, and you're, if you're looking for something in a particular area, you're going to find it. I mean, if you want a 56 Thunderbird, it's there. You want a 55 Ford Fairlane, it's there. If you're looking for a 31 Ford Coupe, you've got it. A 68 Mustang Coupe, it's there. You want a Stingray, it's there. I mean, literally. It's, it's you, you, If you are in the market for a particular vehicle, whether it's from your childhood, whether you're a collector, or whether it's something that you
2: you're just curious to see what it would be, it's there. The main thing, you know, I'm always in here talking cars, but at the end of the day, this is just awareness. That right here in the Tri-Cities, we're going to have a collector car show that rivals some of the big leagues. Where you can come and actually see the cars in person and get that representation. I've got bidders right now from Australia, France, UK, Greece, all over the world. That our auction right here in the Tri-Cities is getting their attention. And that's what's most impressive is getting that global audience to participate on an estate vehicle that has been left to the family, and they sent it to our auction, and here we are. We're selling it, and it's going to get worldwide exposure right in the Tri-Cities. I mean,
1: and there's certainly a range on, on all these vehicles as well. I mean, one of the ones I'm looking at right now, a 1938
2: Pontiac Tour custom limousine. That is a wine country limousine right there. Oh, hands it down. It screams it. I mean,
1: it's, it's, it's incredible. It's in beautiful condition. And if you, the only where you the only place you're going to get this right now is at the third annual
2: Northwest Collector Car Auction. If it's something up your alley, this is where you're going to get it. It's just growing. First year, we ran 70 cars. This year, I got 110. Sooner or later, it's going to get to the point where this could be a two, three-day event with hundreds of cars. And I'm just hoping that people get the awareness that you don't have to take your car down to Scottsdale. You don't have to take it to Palm Beach. You don't need to transport it, pay the fees. You can get that representation right here in the Tri-Cities, and it can be any car. I mean, there's a, that 64 Plymouth Barracuda, it's I, not the most desirable car in the world. A Barracuda is, but the 70s are hot. Right. 64 is a very specialty niche type vehicle, but he's going to get absolute every dollar out of it, and people that are local here, they got an opportunity to buy at a discount. They don't have to transport these cars. Pick it up. There's your Impala SS, the <laughs> '67 Impala SS
1: Fastback. Absolutely, that's a. Be- I mean, but even cars that 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 people look at and think they're rarities, like the Falcon Sprint. I mean, the Ford Falcon was not made for a long period of time. You've got a Ford Falcon as yep. part of this auction, so it's 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 for anybody that's got a passion or a love for cars, whether it's to drive, to collect.
2: Just look at them. Come just, down. I mean, yeah. I mean
1: it's, it's just—it's insane seeing all these different vehicles in one location.
2: You ever seen a Pinto with a three hundred two? That red and black one. <laughs>
1: are the are the front wheels like ground? The back wheels yep. up off yep. the ground? It's got a rake to it. Oh Absolutely. my goodness! A a
2: a Pinto. You have a Pinto yeah there we you know what that 's the thing is i didn 't want to make this the auction where if you don 't have a hundred grand <laughs> don 't show up no we 're going to have something for everybody, and that 's some of the you know we have some of the most excitement from our buyers that are looking at these project cars, and you know that 's what it 's about just keeping it alive, keeping people you know excited, being able to come down here and see something that really just draws their interest, seeing something that grandpa drove. Uh, Something that, you know, someone has a desire to take and make their own. You've got a 1959 International Fire Truck. We do.
1: If you got somebody who works on the farm, owns a farm, a 47 Chevy 500 flatbed is something to just have as a centerpiece. That's a really good-looking flatbed, too. It's a beautiful vehicle. I mean, just looking at it, it's it's... You know, and this is back when, when you build a truck. I mean, that thing's sturdy. This thing has a giant gallon drum in the back of it just to show the load capability. Put in 800 gallons and go. Absolutely. I mean, it, this is the kind of thing that, one, you know it's going to be reliable, and two, as I said before, it's a fantastic showpiece to have on the farm, have as a vehicle you could drive around. I mean, this is something that you can use for hay rides. Yeah, in the fall. I mean, it's that big, but just because it's, and then I think this is the other thing too, Jake, that maybe some people get confused about. You know, they think about the auctions and they think, as you said before, uh, well, everything's going to be high ticket, everything's going to be four. No, not everything is out of your price range. If you can find something that you can use that you can make work for you. You can find something in an absolute steal at this auction, and you can turn it into a moneymaker. You can turn it into something that is going to be beneficial for you, your operation, or even just you personally. You buy a vehicle on here that isn't going for a whole
2: ton right now. You put some work into it. You can turn around, bring it back to you in a couple of years, and sell it for how much more? Please do. I've got three vehicles in this auction that we sold prior that the guys drove, enjoyed, put some money into. too had some fun, and now they're ready for something else. And so they're bringing them back. I mean, they're going through cars like underwear. <laughs> and that's awesome for me, and it's great for all the buyers. They get another another whack at it. Absolutely. So you got to tell me, what's the wildest one you've seen so far? What's the
1: what's the one car that somebody's brought in you've looked at and go, all right, let's see what we can do with this one.
2: Go pull up the, uh, oh, it's the Pontiac Firebird. It's a George Barris car. Now, if anybody knows George Barris, he built the 70s Batmobile. Um, this is was actually built for John Travolta, and it's in our auction. Um, I think if you just search George, if you go to the left there, you'll be able to pull it up. Um, right? Yeah, perfect. So this car, it was built back when John Travolta was in the 70s. He must have been in like a, a country, western. Oh, wow. I mean, it is definitely an out there car and it's there's a there's a photo with
1: george barris's signature and travolta standing next to the vehicle now you know the travolta fever oh my goodness <laughs> wow they even
2: made models of this
1: die cast models of the car
2: yeah there they were die cast toys of this car in the stores back in the 70s and this car was hot but it is unique you I mean that interior when you get to that you're going to see there's a I mean and there's a saddle in the car there's actual cowhide uh leather and it's uh it's an interesting car we're gonna find out oh it is it is very interesting
1: it's it's almost like there's a that somebody took the uh the the urban cowboy thing and Etched it right into
2: yeah. the middle panel. I, I'm, I'm so nervous on this car because George Barris is an incredibly huge name in the custom car industry. And the, one of the cheapest cars of George Barris to ever sell was $60,000. And it was called the Supervan. And it was probably not his best work. And he has other cars that have sold in the millions I just don't want the record for the cheapest-sold George Barris custom. (laughs) Well, I mean, and there's even a plaque in the vehicle. Yep. It says,
1: Travolta Firebird Fever for John Travolta by Barris
2: Custom. So, I mean... Yeah, and John Travolta. Whether it's yeah. that or it's the 84 Pontiac Fiero that identifies as a Lamborghini Countach. Yep, <laughs> I saw that one. <laughs> we, we've got those, you know, that Jaguar XKE Coupe that's a 66. It's a one-owner. There, there's, there's something for everybody's taste. And that's what I like doing is bringing in these cars, and I get to drive every single one of them. You know how cool that is? Yes, I can tell you the difference between a 427 and a 428 side oiler and just the difference that you can feel driving that car. You know, we mentioned you've got something, everything from 1923
1: all the way to 2020. I mean, there, there is something there for everybody. Where, where are you seeing the most interest right now in vehicles as far as what's being supplied and at the
2: same time where the demand is? Muscle is back in a big, big way. Camaros and Chevelles and Novas, um, they're bringing great money. But the really the most impressive recently is all of these 70s square-body Chevys and GMCs and the old Ford Highboys. Those are really taking off right now, and they're coming up in a lot of popularity. And so those are great to see coming in. Um, you know, these 30s and 40s cars... They're getting harder and harder to sell because the buyer for those cars, they're not around much anymore. And they're difficult cars to just flat out drive. And so that market's getting a little more difficult. And we're seeing it evolve into the 70s and 80s cars that are really driving a lot of the desirability. You know, and one of
1: the things, too, you see that you saw with that era, maybe it started with when the late 60s vehicles started to be retro or started to be modernized and modern-fitted, you know, because all those vehicles, when they first came on, they all took leaded gas. Well, the first modifications were to, you know, change out the fuel systems so they could take unleaded gas. Then you start seeing now where where the carburetors are being replaced with fuel injection systems. So you can keep the body. yeah, You can keep the shell. And you can take that late 60s into the 70s model muscle car, you can fit it to work on today's roadways, have the gas
2: efficiency, the
1: economy, and everything else, and increase the power output.
2: Yeah, and and maintain the style. Yes. Still have that old style that people are breaking necks looking at you. There's one in this auction. It's a 64 Corvette, and it's got an Art Morrison frame. It's got an LS motor out of a Corvette. I mean, it is... A brand new car with just an old 60s Corvette body on top. It's even got heated seats. (laughs) The only heated seats they had in the 60s was when you parked in the sun and your black leather was sitting there, and that wasn't enjoyable. But this is a spring morning, you get in the car, fire it up, turn on the heated seats, and you're still warm and comfortable. So you are taking bids now, currently, on these vehicles.
1: And if you want to place a bid, You can go to TrucksandAuto.com. You can take a look at the the, the full selection of the vehicles that are up for auction right now. TrucksandAuction.com. If people want to come down for the show and shine,
2: when can they start looking at the vehicles in person? So on Friday, we're going to be doing our first official preview day. Now, mind you, 90% of the people that are bidding on these cars are never going to see them in person. So if you're in the three-hour radius of the Tri-Cities, Come down and take a look because it's a unique opportunity to get around these cars. And then Friday night at 5 o'clock, we're doing our annual show and shine. So, yeah, you can see all of the cars that are for sale and then bring your own down as well and be in the car show. We do trophies, awards, and try to have some fun with it.
1: And then, of course, you get the first look on Friday. The auction is going to be online only, so it's not going to have people down there bidding. But if you have the ability to take the look on Friday – you'll get a you can say it a little bit of an advantage at looking at some of the things on the
2: vehicles that other people will not that they can't make it down absolutely and don't worry i got surprises for saturday we're actually doing a full live broadcast auction oh sweet so this is going to be we got a production company that's coming in setting up they're going to be getting three or four cameras we've got our moderators there john's going to be talking about the cars. scott and boo boo are in the booth Battling back and forth, and I'm talking to the consigners in the back room, making sure we're selling these cars and moving them as as quick as possible, but we're going to have some fun with it. I oh, mean, I bet it's not going to be just your typical online only auction looking at a clock you're going to be hearing from us and looking at them and seeing them drive.
1: You can go to the website right now and take a look at it uh, you know top line right there catching your eyes the sixty eight Chevy camaro r s s s the sixty four Corvette roadster stingray. There's plenty there for everyone. You've got a 69 Chevy Blazer. Take a look at the website, trucksandauto.com. You can put a bid in to show it. the, The first preview is on Friday if you're in the area and you want to take a look. And then the online auction begins at noon this Saturday. Over 100 vehicles up for grabs. If you find something you like, put a bid on it. You could very well walk away with it. Anything else you want to touch on, Jake? Thanks for your time. Always appreciate having you. Jake Musser, com or truckandauto.com, excuse me, it's the Trucks and Auto Auctions. It's happening on Rickenbacker Drive in Pasco. You can't miss it when you drive down and you're passing by the Argent exit. It's right on your right hand side. Can't miss it. Good luck with the auction, my friend. Thank you. And make sure you check out the website, put a bid in. I'm Going to take a quick time out. Back with more of the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. Still got plenty of things to touch on, including Ed's favorite world leader has ticked me off.
0: Hook up with the bottom line on Twitter at bottomline610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser.
1: Back at the bottom line, news radio six ten K185471610, if you want to get involved in the program. Windermere Group 172 Sold, TriCities.com. I'll tell you what, it is the program to be in. If you are going to sell your home, the market's definitely moving. When you're talking about multiple offers and possibly selling your home for thousands of dollars over the asking price, well, it's 72soldtricities.com that you need to work with and go through. 72 Sold Tri-Cities is a great program through Windermere Group One. Talk to their realtors today and find out how you can get involved in the program. You can give them a buzz at 509-392-2964. You can text. You can call that number again, 509 392 2964 for more information on how you can get your home in the program proven to be successful 72 sold tri cities multiple offers more often than not thousands more than what you're asking for your home don't leave money or offers on the table 5471610 the number if you want to get involved so eds um Ed's got a, Ed likes Kim Jong Un. Well, let's be honest here. Kim Jong Un is an interesting dude. Kinda, I don't know that I like him. Well, he does. Some he is things. an interesting dude. Yes, that's he's, for sure. He's done some things over time that has intrigued you. Intrigued. Yes, but but now he's just crossed the line. Okay, he's crossed the line. All right. Apparently, there's a rising concern in North Korea that uh, the youth are going to be poisoned by, well, mullets. 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 The hairstyle? Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Oh. Kim Jong-un has banned mullets and other, quote, non-socialist
3: haircuts. (laughs) You mean anything that isn't the haircut that he has?
1: Well, whatever would be. I'm not sure what is considered to be a socialist haircut. Maybe we should go through the list, the Stalin, maybe the Stalin, the Marx... Uh, the Manson, maybe all... The un. Maybe, yes, the Oon, maybe all those. Uh, those are all, all socialist haircuts that are acceptable. Uh, but he has banned those as well as skinny jeans. Oh, no. Yes, because after all, North Korea was one of the hugest importers of skinny jeans. Were they? Uh, Yeah. yeah oh. They banned skinny jeans over fears that the fashions would lead to capitalistic urges oh, my. among the nation's youth. Yes
3: those Quote, capitalistic urges.
1: Quoting, quoting the, the state newspaper, the New York Times. Oh, I mean, I'm in the North Korean state newspaper. Uh, history teaches us a crucial lesson that a country can become vulnerable and eventually collapse like a damp wall, regardless of its economic and defense power if we do not hold on to our own lifestyle. Well, the lifestyle in North Korea is apparently starvation and lack of food and uh, firing rockets into the sea. So as long as you hang on to that, then you're going to be you won't be vulnerable in any way, shape, or form. So nice move, Kim Jong-un.
3: Well, at least the turnip crop this year is nice.
1: Yeah, if it if it comes to fruition and people are able to eat the turnips, yes. More of the Bottom Line News Radio, 610-KONA after this.
0: Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Processing.
1: Bottom line, News Radio 610 k one a 547 if you would like to get involved in the program. Um, so I- I'm only going to bring this up because I've seen a few things today on social media regarding this that just kind of made me um, scratch my head a little bit. Okay. Okay. So today... Uh, is the, uh, as we've, you've been inundated with on the news, uh, today is the, the one year anniversary of the George Floyd situation.
3: Yes. His death. Yes.
1: And, um, I'm, you know, you're seeing stuff all over and you know, the NBA is going to do all whatever they're going to do and other things are going to do what they're going to do. And, you know, to, to, to commemorate, uh, there was a drive by shooting in, uh, Minneapolis near uh, what what was renamed George Floyd Square um and it was the shots were on live television um so that's yeah that's a way that you could commemorate but um the the football team that i follow the uh the Philadelphia Eagles yeah i was going to say you're going to name them you're that upset yeah they uh they they put out a post um on or put out a tweet that said uh Tonight, we joined together with the city of Philadelphia in lighting Lincoln Financial Field gold to commemorate the legacy of George Floyd. Gold? Well, that was that, uh, gold. I'm wondering, okay, what's gold? But, but, but there was another word in there that, that made me scratch my head. Legacy? What, what legacy? What, what legacy? The legacy that you're high on fentanyl? That you had a huge rap sheet? What What, what legacy? What, what, what change, what, what, what anything did this guy do? I mean, or is it the legacy of we can use your memory
3: to further agendas? Uh, there are many people in this country who viewed George Floyd as a martyr for the struggles between black and white, between police and its citizens. And that is the legacy that they are pushing.
2: Oh,
1: because martyrdom. Oh, okay, all right. Because I was going to say there, there are, <laughs> there sure are other people that would identify much more in the martyrdom circle than George Floyd. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio Six Ten KNA. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
4: Max from Kennewick. What's up, Max? Well, you stole most of my thunder. George Floyd was a career criminal who preyed on mostly black people. There's no legacy, there's no hero, there's nothing to be uh, looked at. Uh, It's unfortunate the police over did their thing with them perhaps, but there's many, many black people that have a much greater legacy than Floyd, and it's sad that any black person looks up to him for any purpose. Uh, A greater problem we're dealing with in all this stuff is, you know, all of us have a tribe. You know, mine's Scotch-Irish, and I'm proud of it. Irish people struggled when they came to America. Big deal. Uh, The idea of America is everybody has to come together. Uh, The old saying was melting pot, pick whatever you want. You put aside your tribe, and you work together for the ideals of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. And you forget your tribal stuff. If you want to do that stuff, you go off on your own time and you do whatever. But don't insist that your flag gets flied anywhere or whatever. You're American. That's it. Be thankful. Support the country. And that's what makes a democracy in America. It's the only thing that will work. And that's what needs to happen. Everything else is divisive. And you have a lot of people these days who are pushing the divisiveness for their own agenda, and it's very destructive and it's evil, and that's what I got. Thanks.
1: Thanks for the call, Max Five four seven one six ten. if you want to get involved. And, you know, we've seen this many times. We've seen a tragic event, which, to be honest, the death of George Floyd was tragic. Yeah, it was. We we have seen people take tragic events and use them for their own purposes and to capitalize and take advantage of a tragic situation to further an agenda that had nothing to bear or do with the individual at all. It's the same thing with... Um, and his name is escaping me. Eric in New York, uh, the guy that that, that died, he it, it was selling cigarettes on, on the sidewalk, it was put in a chokehold, and he died. Uh, Eric Garner, yes. they, they use his memory as well to turn around and advance agenda, and so on and so forth. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
5: Yeah, hi there. This is Mark from Past Show. What's on your mind, Mark? Oh, that whole thing uh, the last year has been bugging me. But uh, I I think sometimes people forget that the mayor and that city council knew of that officer's track record. He that wasn't the first time he'd done that. He should have never been on the street. And I've said this before on your program. But what what, what, there needs to be maybe some uh, different education. But. If I was in Minneapolis, I'd be looking at the mayor and the city council. You allowed him to be on the street. He had done that several times, and you did nothing. And now you have a major problem. And everybody keeps pointing the finger in the wrong direction, in my opinion.
1: Thanks for the call, Mark. It's interesting you bring it up that way because the police chief, I remember not long after, had a press conference and talked about the fact that there were, I believe, a total of 17 uh, different complaints that were filed against Derek Chauvin over the course of his time with the Minneapolis Police Department. And he said the reason why that Chauvin was was not able to be disciplined or able to be removed from the force, or even times that there was a discipline, he was back on the force, was because of the collective bargaining agreement that existed between uh, the city and the police union. And so it's actually another different situation that you talk about. It's like, okay, if you, if you, and maybe we put this forward in this regard, if you want truly to be able to have some type of reform, is it passing laws or is it making those negotiations public? It's making those negotiations open for the public to see, attend, and hear. Those that are that oppose that say, well, dirty laundry gets aired and people shouldn't hear that. Well, maybe the kind of dirty laundry that existed with Derek Chauvin needed to be heard by the public because the public reacted like, what do you mean 17 times and nothing was happened? Well, when all that kind of stuff is kept behind closed doors in closed negotiations with taxpayer dollars... That's when the public gets infuriated, when they find out about it at the last minute. But if you've got a police chief that's saying, this guy's been a problem, and we haven't been able to do anything because of the way that the CBA has been negotiated, well, maybe that in itself is a problem. Maybe you would be able to take care of issues like this if the public actually was able to be able to be a part of said negotiations. Maybe you don't need to pass laws to make police officers more of a target or take away the ability that they have to police. Maybe that's not the solution. Maybe what they just did in the Washington State Legislature isn't the solution. Maybe actually having those negotiations open to the public where people have the ability to hear some of these sore spots. And they have the ability to hear some of the things that may be going on. Maybe that's more. Maybe when it's in the public eye, it's a little bit more of a primer to be able to take care of some of the issues. Maybe it makes those negotiations a little bit less protective over something like 17 complaints. Now, yes, you investigate every single one. But if you find something to where wrongdoing occurred on the side of the police officer and there is disciplinary action that's taken, well, now you've got a record of it. Now you've got something that you can turn around and work with. 99.9% of the cops that are out there are doing the jobs for the right reason. That 1%, like it exists everywhere, that 1%, that less than 1% that are the bad apples is They're not the ones you're supposed to be protecting. You're supposed to be protecting the ones that are out there doing a good job, not the ones that are using the uniform and the position for nefarious reasons. Because everyone in every walk of life, there are people that do things for nefarious reasons, for self-motivating purposes. Maybe that's the solution, is instead of protecting that negotiating process, it's open to the public. The public is able to see. Then maybe it stops laws, like some of the really bad ones we've seen get passed in Washington State, that don't make it easier on police officers. It makes it harder on police officers. Because as we know, what tends to happen in society, Ed, is this. It's like gun laws. It's not the law-abiding citizens that should be punished. It's the criminals. But by continuing to turn around and go after the ability for people to protect themselves, what you do is you open them up to be preyed upon by the criminals that don't pay attention to laws. So don't go after the good. Make sure you emphasize the punishment on the bad. But we seem to have steered away from that. Am I wrong? No. I mean, look, it's taxpayer money. Why shouldn't the taxpayer have the ability to be involved and sit and hear the negotiations? It's amazing what happened. And we can just go back to the most recent example that I know of. Was the last negotiation in Kennewick. Yeah. Between the teachers union and the, and the district. Boy, when things got, when you showed sunlight on that, some perspectives changed.
0: Join the show. Call the legendscasino.com hotline 509 547 1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA.
1: Bottom line News Radio 610 KONA. Final few minutes here on the program. Estate details, of Muscle Brothers solution. If you're downsizing, if you've lost someone recently, you're responsible for taking care of the estate and the assets. If you've got a lot of collections, things you've amassed over the years, and it's time to sell them, don't do it yourself. Don't do a yard sale. Don't do a garage sale. Contact the experts with Estate Details and Muscle Brothers Solution, 509 Auction, Estatedetails.com. They'll come in. They'll catalog everything. They'll do all the hard work. They'll track care of everything, and then they'll cut you a check when it's all said and done. They'll sell it for top dollar. You're the beneficiary. They do the legwork. Contact Estate Details today, 509 Auction or com 5471610, if you have any final thoughts, Ed, you did a little digging and uh, found out the significance of the gold association with George Floyd. By the way, it's the city of Philadelphia that is going to um, do a number of different things in gold, and its, quote, community partners will join in. Hence, that's why Lincoln Financial Field uh, will be uh, lit up in gold.
3: Well, I just, uh, you know me, I like to try to, I ask why, and I try to find the answer why. It's not always easy sometimes. This one was fairly easy, actually. Um, George Floyd is buried in a gold casket. Gold-plated Yes. Casket. That uh, costs about $25,000. Uh, the family didn't have to pay for it, though. That money was raised uh, by Floyd Mayweather, the boxer. Uh, through a GoFundMe drive, which raised millions, by the way. Uh don't know where the a- extra money went, I guess hopefully to the family, um, as opposed to anywhere else. Thirteen million dollars total. Yeah. Thirteen million dollars. But it was but total. it was started to pay for this twenty five thousand dollar gold plated casket. Yes. And in case you're wondering, well why a gold casket? Um Those are pretty rare, actually. Um, In fact, only the likes of Michael Jackson and James Brown are buried in gold caskets. Um, And so is George Floyd. So that's the significance of the gold, uh, the gold association in Philadelphia, Um, is apparently because of the gold casket that um, houses the remains of George Floyd. Mm Kind of interesting, I guess. Kind of different. But look, I mean, George Floyd, uh, for better or for worse, has been elevated to a certain status. I mean, it, it is truly a martyr's status. And that is how he is viewed by a good portion of this country. Not a majority, but a a significant portion of this country views him as a martyr. He died for the cause of abolishing police brutality uh, and maybe even the race relation question in this country, too. Um, But that's his death is being used to further those causes
1: you know there isn't anyone that deserves to die no one deserves to die regardless of what you do regardless of what your life path what the choices you make in your life no one deserves to die no one deserves to to die a violent death or a traumatic death One of the things that continues to can keep getting overlooked on this is at the time he was being arrested for committing a crime. Yes. Something that was not out of the realm of possibility. Now, because you commit a crime does not mean you deserve to die. To reiterate that again. Correct. But the, 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 the extolling, and, and we, we've, we've moved away from this because, you know, you look at the list. Eric Garner, George Floyd, uh, Jacob Blake. You look at the list of people that have been elevated and they were all committing crimes. Breonna Taylor. Breonna Taylor. They were all committing crimes. Breonna Taylor, I don't know that was committing. I don't know that she was committing a crime.
3: No, but she was around some pretty
1: yes. bad people. Yes. So you're talking about those things, yet yet the 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 apostolic ascension is is uncalled for michael brown trayvon martin all of these things these were not people that were not minding their own business when these things happened you're up on the bottom line news radio 610 k1a what's your name where are you calling from
4: tom from kennewick uh what we've seen the cop do is really stupid but uh what these people want for george floyd or this all this uh, reducing cops and everything all it's doing is getting a bunch of people killed and it's going to escalate into something a lot worse if they don't stop what they're doing that's all i have to say
1: thanks for the call and here's the thing you know as we said earlier you know you can make a great argument that derek chauvin should not have been on the police force at the time that george floyd was killed yeah. The guy had multiple complaints against him. There were disciplinary actions that had been taken against him previously. And the police chief said, point blank, I couldn't get rid of him Yeah, because of the collective bargaining associ- agreement. Right. So we come back to the other point. And this is one that I think that that is a fair that is very fair and should be something that's discussed. Do you need legislators to step in who have no experience in policing? Many of them, not all of them. We know some that are legislators that do have experience in policing. But many of these people have not done the job, and they're creating laws to make it more difficult for that job to be done. Or do you look at it as something that is a negotiating situation when it comes time to negotiate the contracts? Do you look at it as we need to find ways to be able to hold those that maybe are bad apples more responsible and not punish the good officers that are out there doing the job every day the way it's supposed to be done. How do you do that? How do you find that balance? How do you strike that court? I don't think it's in the legislative aspect. I think it's in the open negotiations aspect. I think you can ask for more things and more punishments for those that aren't doing the job that's supposed to be done. But It's a conversation for another day. The Afternoon Report is coming your way next.